Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. As we sat down for our usual Thursday bros lunch, Pretty Daddy and myself discussed, with the possibility of me being in this chair today, we probably can't lead tomorrow with Thursday Night Football like usual. Right? Who cares about Raiders, Chargers, both teams stink, neither's going to the postseason. There's one dead man walking head coach, one interim no Justin Herbert. What could possibly be the lead of that game? Well, maybe it'll be 3 nothing again or 6-3. Maybe Easton Stick will throw for five touchdowns. Maybe something crazy would happen. Probably we would need a different lead. And then last night in Vegas happened, and it was 7 nothing, and it was 14 nothing, and it was 21 nothing, and there were turnovers and fumbles and strips, and it was 28 nothing and 35 nothing. And then it was 42-0 Raiders at halftime. And then it ended 63-21 Raiders win on Thursday Night Football in Vegas. Thoughts and prayers to Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit and anyone broadcasting or covering the game for the Chargers, paid by the Chargers to live through the hellscape that that was last night. So to answer our question, this is how you end up being the lead in a basically throwaway, uninspiring, no-big-name NFL primetime game, you completely no-show on national TV and suffer one of the most embarrassing losses in the history of the league, not just the franchise, in the league. I believe 42-0 was the second biggest halftime shutout score ever. And 63 points... The most points the Raiders have ever scored in a game? As Diesel nods his head, yes. That's how you charge her to a completely new, low, terrible, franchise worst level. The Chargers were the Chargers in the worst possible way. This is Writer Than You on a Friday morning here on CBS Sports Radio, on the free Odyssey app, on Sirius XM Channel 158. It is Andrew Bogish in for Bill today. Uh, D-Cell did his best all week long, bringing in three different people to cover the first four days of this week because, God forbid, we work together. But somebody had to be here today, and D-Cell ran out of power and could not push back, could not keep me away. So here I am for these next two hours with you at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Most importantly, uh, I'll tell you, uh, Bill's good. Bill's okay. Bill is um, is alive. He has all his limbs. He texted us coherently yesterday. Bill is is almost back. Today was the closest we came to a writer return, which I hope leads to him being here on Monday, and then he can tell you what's going on if he wants, and I'm sure he'll blame it on D-Cell when he does. Uh, but for today, it's me, it's D-Cell, it's Peter Schwartz, and it's you over these next two hours with the Chargers and Raiders with Steve Kerr and Draymond Green, with a huge, again, game for the Bills on Sunday, 
Plus, it's Friday. That means our good friend Nick Costos is on the show uh, to walk you through winning and hopefully not losing money over the weekend with three more NFL games tomorrow. A full slate, of course, on Sunday. There is buy or sell. And there is bum of the week, your Friday or your other Friday staple. But back to those Chargers last night. Man, I... It's never happened before, right? Where a coach has been fired during a game. It could have been, it should have been on the table last night. Because nothing that happened in that game, from a Charger perspective, is excusable, acceptable, understandable. Yes, you've lost Justin Herbert for the season, and things were already dead in the water before that. Keenan Allen didn't play last night. It's another lost season for the Chargers. And it connects to the end of last season when they were up 27-0 in Jacksonville and didn't win a playoff game. Since then, basically all hell has broken loose in different form or fashion, losing close games, losing high-scoring games, winning low-scoring games in New England two weekends ago. And then last night, Easton Stick finally makes his first NFL start against a team in the Raiders who didn't score a point on Sunday. Four days ago, they scored zero points. We didn't technically know who their starting quarterback was until yesterday because they were that deep into reconsidering all of their options, including Jimmy Garoppolo, because they scored zero points on Sunday and hadn't scored a touchdown in their previous 19 drives. And then yesterday... I believe it was six touchdowns in eight possessions to start the game. The defense scored twice in the second half. Aiden O'Connell looked like a combination of every great Raider quarterback put together and put on the field last night. It was an absolute disaster. And it cannot happen. And it has to end with Brandon Staley losing his job. We've had this conversation before. I thought he needed to lose his job after this season. We talked about as much as that seemed to be logical. It was hard to know if it would actually happen because the Chargers front office and ownership were unpredictable. Would they want to pay somebody not to be their head coach? Or they somehow think that things would be okay in year four or year five for Brandon Staley? But none of that matters anymore. He needs to lose his job today. And I know that is a big sentence to say. I don't love saying it. We have a lot of conversation about job security and whatnot. We kind of stop short sometimes of declaring that a guy needs to be fired, or at least I try to. There's no stopping today. He has to be fired by the end of today. The one silver lining to playing on Thursday when you're falling apart like the Chargers is, You have these extra days to make changes, whether it's changing your quarterback, changing your coordinator, or the ultimate change, and that's head coach. And that has to happen now for the Chargers. Last night cannot be excused, cannot be explained away. It cannot be dismissed. It cannot be just brushed off because it no longer matters. The season was over anyway. They were not making the playoffs at 5-8 and and now 5-9. and but they are still a professional football team that has to show up and respond and follow direction and a game plan and compete and push back, and none of those things happened last night. And that's exactly why a coach should lose his job. And how do I know that? It's because Brandon Staley himself said exactly those words a few weeks ago after a previous disheartening loss by his bunch. 
so many close losses that it's kind of the you compare and said kind of similar things about you know, things you don't want one way, things you don't want the other way. Do you do you still feel like your messaging is hitting to people to the you know members of this team and still coming across? Yeah, otherwise you'd get blown out of the stadium, you know, in one of these games. You'd get blown out of the stadium, and that hasn't happened. We've been tight with the best in the league, and um, the way we've practiced, you would know, and the way that our guys compete in the game. So um, we're going to have to continue to make adjustments to close these games out and play a cleaner game in all three phases. Um, you know, but this is a close locker room, and they got a lot of pride, and, and we're going to be tested moving forward, and that's a fact. Ah, uh, the good old days when the Chargers couldn't win one-score games. All these heartbreakers, how do we not win that one? Coming up just short, and now they lose by 42 points on national TV. They were down 42 nothing, 42 nothing at halftime. You shouldn't lose an NFL game 42 nothing. You cannot be down 42 nothing at halftime and have a job the next morning when you already were on life support as a head coach. It was so bad. His seat so hot. His his place in that organization so tenuous. This is the best Brandon Silly could do last night when asked about his job security. Do you expect to be the coach here tomorrow? I don't know that. Do you think you should be? Yes. I know that what I've done here for three years, and I know what I put into this, and, um, you know, I know that we're capable of going. Uh, I know the type of coach that I am. I believe in myself. Um, but, again, this isn't about me. This is about a, a group that's hurting in there. we got to get some rest, and we got to get ready for Buffalo. Why do you still believe that guys still believe in you, that you can go back in there and, and lead this yeah. team to whatever the rest of the season is? Yeah, you'll, you'll go talk to the guys after this, and you'll, you'll be able to hear from them. And I know these guys really well. Yeah, so it's going to be about you for a minute because the players aren't going anywhere just now. So this is about you, Brendan Staley. And the first question and answer is the most telling to me. Do you think you'll have this job tomorrow? I don't know. And not in the cheesy, like, tomorrow's never promised, anything could happen way that we've heard other coaches kind of skirt around that question. He actually said, I don't know. He confirmed that firing is possible. I don't know what conversations have been had with GMs and owners and whatever in L.A. around Brandon Staley. But that was him legitimately just saying, yeah, I don't know, because that sucked. And we already sucked. And then last, and then this just happened. 42-0 and 63-21. And I cannot believe, I read it first, and this is where Diesel and I... It's why we're best friends and great coworkers, regardless of him ignoring all of the signs. But we both read the same thing early this morning that included the same callback to Staley going, no, no, I think they're definitely listening. We're still connected as a group because if we weren't, we'd get blown off the field one of these days. I mean, he literally predicted his death a couple of weeks ago. So I come in here thinking I, I stumbled upon a gem. Can't wait to sit down and go, we got to go back and find this. Make myself feel like I've contributed to the production of this show. And as I walk in the door, D-Cell goes, so I got this cut from a couple of weeks ago where Staley said, and I'm like, soulmates, soulmates. The connection, the connection is real. My wife and I have this thing. I don't know where it came from. I don't think that we created it, but it's a sweet little kind of throwaway line where similar situation, like she'll bring something up or I'll bring something up just as the other person is thinking of it, and we'll go brain string. 
brain string with me and D-Cell. Little, little invisible line from mine to yours. We share thoughts. We share emotions. We share feelings. We share beautiful Brandon Staley cuts. I have never heard that phrase before, but I want a different one with me and you. I want something along Are we connecting those... different body parts? I mean, I... I Heart strings? Uh, maybe. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I want, I want a phrase between the two of us, because like normally in that situation, like I would just say jinx. Like we're okay. the same thing. Right. But I want I want a catchphrase like that. Yeah, because Jinx is not as romantic as Brainstring. No, we need something that symbolizes, you know, our, our great friendship. I would agree. Um, and I just, I sit here dumbfounded that he said those words not like a couple of years ago. He said them, I think it was November 19th or November 22nd, uh, 26th. It's been in the last month where he goes, no, we're fine because we're still competing. It'll be a problem when we get blown out of a stadium one night, and it was 42 nothing last night in Las Vegas, and his team just didn't care. They're lifeless. Lifeless. That cannot be allowed to happen, whether you're too cheap as an owner to pay a guy to not be the head coach anymore, or you blindly think that somehow year four will be different than these first three years. Somebody in this room needs to stand up and go, we've got a lot of problems. Because we actually have an old roster all of a sudden. Our two best wide receivers are hurt all of the time and are on the wrong side of 30. Khalil Mack is 33. Derwin James is already 28, and Derwin James is getting cooked in this game last night. And at one point, he was a sneaky suggestion as the best defensive player in the game. And he's just not that anymore. So they've got a lot of things to fix. And by the way, the GM, Tom Telesco, he's got to go too. Everybody's got to be out. And maybe they'll both go today. But the head coach has to go today. He just has to. Because it's all connected. It's all rolled into one big ball of disappointment. And I'm definitely, I've said this before, I've always had a weird soft spot for this organization. Going back to Rivers and LT and Sean Merriman, those teams were fun. So I've always cared about the Chargers as much as you can care about a team that you don't really care about, right? So I'm not in any way hurt by this as a fan. I'm not a fan. But there are fans out there, and they deserve better than this. They also deserve to be shown that at some point we're not going to stand for this. It, it'd be one thing if they just played out the string and finished with an ugly record, but they were still, yeah, trying They went on national TV last night against a team that didn't score a point four days ago. Didn't score a a point four days ago. Has already done what the Chargers should do in firing their head coach and GM. They've got a quarterback who is brand new in the game, who's only playing because they spent money on a guy that couldn't play in Jimmy Garoppolo, which is why I guess why the head coach and the GM are gone, at least part of the reason. And you let them score 42 points in 30 minutes. And then you let their defense score twice in the second half, and they score 63 points total. That just can't be okay. I mean, I would argue ridiculously that just losing like that once, no matter what had happened before last night, is enough to go, is this the right guy? But when you start from day one with Brandon Staley, and we had so many conversations about 
not punting, punting, fourth down decisions, going for two. Like, don't you? Those were the good old days where the conversation was just like, is he a little too new age, a little too analytical? Who cares about that now? Give me one of those debates. Give me one of those conversations. Not the how in the world was it 42 nothing last night. Guys were literally having the ball just taken out of their hands in this game last night by a team that was almost as dead in the water. It is one of the most absurd things I've ever seen on an NFL field. And I know that the Broncos gave up 70 points, but somehow this one bothers me more because the Raiders ain't Tua and Tyreek and and Mike McDaniel. That game, I would have bet all of D-Cell's $12 on that game being the under. And I don't know what the number, I think that was 34 and a half I saw on TV in the afternoon. And the under made a lot of sense. Coming off of a 3-0 Raider loss and Easton Stick playing, and it was 42-0 at halftime last night. Like, even Roger Goodell should be like, uh, do the Chargers need to be, like, relegated to the USFL or something? Like, that cannot happen. That cannot happen. And it cannot happen that Brandon Staley gets to tomorrow as Chargers head coach. They already were not a real organization. But any last little bit of conversation or confirmation that we need would come if by this time tomorrow, and God forbid by Monday, that this guy's still in charge. Even if you go, oh, we're going to fire him anyway in a couple of weeks, fire him now. Fire him now so at least it looks like you give a you-know-what about what's happening on the field. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's Bogus in for Ryder just getting underway on a busy Friday morning. When we come back, the Warriors talk about the suspended Draymond Green. That's next on Ryder Than You. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Writer Than You. You know, one of the things I love about life is how illuminated it is. Tom spends a little time in the hospital and so glad he's better, and we come back with seven-minute rejoins about Tom. Lean into you, pal. I like it. 
I'm glad you found that swagger and that confidence. On CBS Sports Radio. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. It should be noted that D-Cell's physical ailments lasted, I don't know, 36 hours. And then he was right back here. And now this feels like day 36 for Bill. Hopefully this is the end. Do you think it was just a coincidence that mine started on the first day that you were filling in? Well, I do think that um, going back to our brain string conversation, I, I do think there was some metaphysical connection between you and Bill, that you were both initially, you know, that was the beginning of his problems, that you guys were ini- initially sick together. That that was real. I think there's something to that. I also think there's something to you not picking up the phone when I called you at about 5.30 in the morning because you didn't want to speak to me. It does make me nervous when the phone rings. Yes. yes. And, no, I, maybe I was doing something. Yeah, you know, anything other than talking to me. But I was here, where, and thank God, judging by what you were going through, I'm glad I didn't have to hear your voice. <laughs> I offered to come in. You did, and I, everyone <laughs> said stop. Everyone, And then even you, and I said this on the air, the fact that you didn't come in that day and then missed a second day meant that you maybe saw a white light because you you will come here under any circumstance. <laughs> Most of the time when I, when, I, when I do that, people are not happy to see me. Yeah, because the rest of us don't want to get whatever you're dealing with. That's and fair. we also, you, you will not believe this, but we want you to take better care of yourself. Yeah, see, I don't believe that. This goes back to the days where you refused to have a winter coat. And we yeah, were like, and I've had one for like five years now. And how, how's the hypothermia treating you? Everything's going pretty well. Yeah, because you're now warm and right. insulated like we've been telling you to do. Right. I, I bet Will's really thankful that his dad's not a popsicle somewhere every winter. Hey, Will's got a jacket, a hat, gloves. I'm sure he does because his mom loves him just That's like we true. love you and we want to take true. care of you. So at least we figured out the coat thing. Next, we'll figure out why the, your insides revolt once every 18 months. Yeah, there's there's still a long checklist of things <laughs> we got to go through. Um, deep breath, segue to a significant thing. Draymond Green suspended indefinitely. You know that. That news came down Wednesday night. We did not hear from the Warriors until yesterday. I want to play for you 40 or 50 seconds in case you didn't hear. Uh, this is the end of a, I think, a two-and-a-half-minute Answer from Steve Kerr uh, about indefinitely suspending Draymond Green. His love for his his teammates, his friends, his family. We're trying to help that guy um, because the one who, you know, grabbed Rudy and choked Rudy, the one who took a, a wild flail at at uh, Yusuf. Uh, the one who punched Jordan last year, that's, that's the guy who has to change. And he knows that. Um, everything before that, over a decade of play, what, what are we really talking about, right? We're talking about, you know, getting ejected for yelling at the ref or throwing a ball. But you look at the past year and what's happened. About it's clear. Mark and LeBron he, he and James the in the finals and changing the course of that change. series. But I understand what Steve Kerr is saying. And I think Steve Kerr said all of those, all of the right things yesterday. 
The problem is he said them yesterday, not I would have accepted them saying them after Rudy Gobert got choked, but he didn't even say them after Jordan Poole got punched by Draymond Green a year ago. This is the problem. It's too late for Steve Kerr to say this. These are the things that Steve Kerr and the Warriors should have said after Draymond Green decked Jordan Poole in practice. Instead, what they did was they leaked out the video so we could see it, and then, and deserve is a, a, a weird word, right? But clearly the story was, Jordan Poole kind of deserved it. And they got rid of Jordan Poole, not Draymond Green. And then what happens is Rudy Gobert gets choked and Yusuf Nurkic gets clubbed in the head by Draymond Green. It's just, it's too little too late from Steve Kerr and the Warriors. They paid him $100 million this offseason. That too. After he punched Jordan Poole. They've done nothing but coddle him and baby him and enable him. They have, this is years in the making. Absolutely. What is Draymond Green supposed to think? Four years, $100 million when he's already a declining player? Of course. Like, of course this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy Gobert spoke after last night's game. We, I got to read you his quotes. Uh, I have empathy for him, he said about Draymond Green. You see somebody that's not well inside and suffering. You take away the game and all of that, and you want somebody to be well and be able to do what we do every night and compete and be happy. And then Gobert goes into the uncertainty of this indefinite suspension because we, because we, obviously by definition, we don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know yet how seriously the NBA and the Warriors are taking this timeline of meeting team and league requirements, conditions to return to the court. Because if he comes back in 10 games, that's not a lot. Like, this needs to be lengthy. It's December, what, 15th today? Like, this needs to carry into the after the All-Star break, at least, for me to think that anyone actually cares about Draymond Green. The NBA is in a tough spot, Bogus, though. I agree with you. It needs to be lengthy, but no way can it be longer than John Morant, 25 games. It can't be. So here's... I understand why you're saying that. And I don't even know what the math is where 25 games would take us. That actually kind of feels like it would get into February clearly. The difference is, and this is something that Gobert pointed to last night, and this is the significant thing for me, because I do believe, and I don't know him and never talked to him, but clearly there's something not right with Draymond Green right now. I don't know what the issue is. I don't know what what the problem could be. But I saw overt, unnecessary, reckless anger in both of these scenarios this season. Because it wasn't just grabbing Rudy Gobert around the throat. It was not letting go of Rudy Gobert's throat. And then two nights ago, three nights ago with Yusuf Nurkic, Nurkic is doing nothing out of the ordinary. They're just boxing out for position. And however he wants to describe it, you can see Draymond Green turn you can see his right arm in particular, like, gain strength and momentum. I don't, he might not have meant to hit Yusuf Nurkic in the temple, but he meant to swing his arm with purpose near Nurkic to do something. And he hit him. Those two things cannot happen, and they have nothing to do with basketball. And it sounds, you know, oversensitive, overreactive. I don't care. Draymond Green is currently a danger to the other NBA players. And and that's what Rudy Gobert said last night. It's dangerous to be on the floor with him right now because there is no telling what he's going to do next. I mean, you, we, you cannot overlook 
the almost no gap between Gobert and Nurkic. This is not next season, a couple of months from now. It's, a, it's days and weeks after he choked another man on the court and wouldn't let go to him clobbering a guy across the side of the head with a fully extended, flexed, full swing of his right arm. He just, he should not be allowed on the court. And the only way we'll know that if the NBA agrees and the league and the team wants Draymond Green, the person, to be better, like Steve Kerr said yesterday, is if this is a long time. And I'm not, because it's, you know, it's personal, it's emotional, it's mental, it's whatever. If it ends up taking longer than 25 John Morant games, I'm not going to have a problem with that because they're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. And I, I, to be honest, I can't remember the conversations we had when Ja got 25. If memory serves correct, that was like the least acceptable number in my mind because of what was going on because it was a multitude of events and bad decisions by Ja. So I understand the idea of putting them side by side but they're not exactly the same thing. And if we're really going to work on Draymond, as cheesy as that sounds, that could take months. And it could be 30 games. It could be 40 games. We don't We don't know. I don't think it's going to go that long. I think at some point, because I don't trust anyone to really care about people, they're just going to go, okay, good enough. We need you to play games again. Because I think they're under 500 now, right? So the, the more they struggle... And if they struggle and get further and further away from the playoff spot, then you're you're asking them to do what most teams don't do, and that's choose people over over results. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Phone lines open. Tweet us at Andrew Bogish, at PrettyDaddyCBS. That really is his Twitter handle. I guess, why wouldn't it be? Uh, we'll do the Buffalo Bills, and of course, I had a... Decel in the wild moment this morning on the way here, existing with other humans. I probably didn't handle it well. Decel certainly might have handled it well. We'll do that. And those bills after a CBS Sports Radio update. Here's Peter Schwartz. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Isn't Kenny Chesney your guy? I mean, he's a country music star. I don't know if he's my guy. You love that guy. Buy or sell, when you hear Kenny Chesney, you think of chestnuts. Like, chestnuts roasting over... I do. No? (laughs) I don't like them. What's the correlation? Chesney, chestnuts. (laughs) It makes me think of chestnuts. No, man, no. What is a chestnut? Is is it an acorn you eat? On CBS Sports Radio. And that was the moment Bill was put on leave 
to recover. I mean, that is a stretch of all stretches. Kenny Chesney to chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I'm going to defend him in one aspect here. Go ahead. Have you ever eaten a chestnut? No, but I've seen Nobody has. I've seen them. Nobody's eaten a chestnut. I've seen them. Nutcracker time now in particular. That's the it. only time anybody ever talks about them. Yeah, but either way, they don't end up on Kenny Chesney. That part I agree with. Thank you very much. Uh, this portion of the show is brought to you by NHTSA. Whether you get pulled over or get into a crash, drinking and driving will change your whole world. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. It's Andrew Bogish in for Bill Ryder on this Friday. Pretty Daddy is here. Nick Costos joins us next hour. We'll do buy or sell. We'll do bum of the week next hour as well. Before we get to the Bills, who play the Cowboys in another huge game for Buffalo this weekend, let's get to the phone lines first time this morning at 855-212-4CBS. Our good buddy Ducky in St. Louis is on the show. Ducky, what's up? Hey, Bogus. Great to talk to you again. I miss hearing you regularly on the show. Oh, it's good uh, to be here always, and, and thanks for calling. Yeah, I was telling Tom, first, I promise not to nominate him for Bum of the Week, but I also agree with your Brandon Staley take. Between him and Sean McDermott, they both got to go. Like, they're wasting generational talent on the quarterbacks. And I also wanted to get your take on how our New York Rangers are doing. Yeah, Ducky, that's funny. I actually just saved an article to read later, uh, a deep dive analytically on the Rangers because nobody cares about hockey, but they're very good, it appears. But they've been good before and then not been good enough in the playoffs. And I I feel like this team is different, but I'm not sure just yet. So I'm trying to hedge my bets and not get carried away pre-January. Um, and this has been a bad like week or so for them, but they're still pretty, pretty good, it appears. T-Cell. Doesn't do you like hockey? Oh, you like the Devils, kind of, right? Don't you? No, I grew up a huge Rangers fan, but you're right. I don't. I don't care about. Yeah, you don't have hobbies. Uh, so Brandon Staley's got to be fired more than Sean McDermott, Ducky, at the moment. Now, the McDermott nine eleven stuff is a whole different issue. Just from a football perspective, the conversation about McDermott holding the Bills back and holding Josh Allen back is legit. But it's even it's it's confirmed with Staley. 31 and 32, is that the record? 32 and 31, whatever it is, they are one game under 500 during Justin Herbert's rookie contract, which is the time that you are supposed to surge as a team. You're supposed to really take advantage of those guys, that position, making pennies, relatively speaking, before you give them that huge second contract. Herbert has his. I heard Mark Ryan here yesterday talking about Herbert. And I understand the Herbert detractors to a certain extent. There is now an argument to be made that he needs to be better. He could be doing more. I hear those things. But that's still the minority part of this conversation. It's all the things that Herbert has done that other QBs haven't done in his first four years that matter. The fa- And, I mean, he's just a good quarterback. I don't, I don't know what else you're supposed to see when he plays. He can be better for sure. But everybody can be better. He's got things to improve on. You would like in certain games for him to really make a play or two that pulls one of those one-score games in their favor. But I also saw him go toe-to-toe in a game with Jared Goff and the Lions, who at that point were the best teams in the NFL, and they lost because the Chargers couldn't make a play on defense. Justin Herbert is not the problem with the Chargers. Paying him is not a regret either. What were they going to do? Not not pay him? Trade him? Let him leave? I mean, it just, you got him. He's damn good, so you keep him. 
they have to fix everything else around him so that this doesn't keep happening. Because they have now created a world where his cap number just goes up and up and up every year after this one. And he's playing with guys who are going to be gone soon, as soon as the end of this year. So now you're going to rebuild everything around Herbert as he's getting more and more expensive. Again, it just it's not how you're supposed to do it, which is why, as I say, Brandon Staley's got to go. So does GM Tom Telesco. Everybody needs to be new. And then they also need to bring in, I don't know who, seance, burn some sage, sacrifice a chicken, major league style. I don't know what the right thing is, but clearly they need some new mojo. And maybe just hiring the right guy at those positions is enough. But, I mean, they still are the Chargers, and they just still seem to be snake-bitten for way, way too long. And then there are the Bills. They played Dallas in Buffalo on Sunday. There's some bad weather coming towards us here in New York, but it's not going to get there. I think it's just going to be chilly-ish on on Sunday. So it's going to be cold, but we're not talking about rain or wind or snow or anything truly Buffalo yet. So this should just be a football game between the Cowboys and Bills. And it's a fascinating game because there are two of the teams that we still kind of don't know anything about. But the Cowboys are clearly going in the right direction And the Bills are just spinning their tires. All of this ends on Sunday for Buffalo in one or two directions. They win this game. They beat the Cowboys in Buffalo. And then we're off and running about what Buffalo can be in the postseason. Dangerous. Don't want to play them. Need to avoid the Bills. And a lot of the doubts and questions we have right now have to be pushed to the side. But if they lose this game in any fashion, I'm out. Even if they lose 42-41, I'm just I'm done because of the math. If they lose on Sunday, they're 7-7. Seven and seven. The one benefit to losing to the Cowboys is it's an, an NFC team, so it doesn't change division or conference records in the AFC, which are tiebreakers, which is good because that's the Bills' problem right now. As you know, they are one of six, seven and six teams in the AFC, but they're the last of those teams. They're the 11th seed because they lose all the tiebreakers. They obviously could get help this weekend from the Bengals, the Broncos, the rest of this 7-6 and six bunch. But if they're 7-7 seven and seven Sunday night with the Chargers and the Patriots coming up next, so I will safely assume they're 9-7, and seven, sending them to Miami for the final game of the regular season. And since the Dolphins just lost to the Titans, it's no longer safe to assume that that Dolphin game or that game is not going to mean anything from Miami, that they're going to have the division wrapped up or be locked into a certain seed. That game's going to mean something from Miami, which means it's going to be a competitive game. It's going to be in Miami. So best case scenario with a loss for the Bills on Sunday is ending up 10-7. and And 10 wins seems to be the minimum requirement to get into the postseason in the AFC. And then we're back into tiebreakers. We're back into the fact that the Bills lost to the Bengals and lost to the Broncos. So those head-to-head ties go against them. And at the moment, their division record, their conference record is hurting them as well. They're going to get a division win against the Patriots. They're going to get two conference wins against the Pats and Chargers. I think it's safe to assume but it's going to come down to Week 18. 
if they lose this weekend against the Cowboys. But if they win, all the math changes. Then maybe they get to that Miami game already on 10 wins, feeling good about themselves, and then we can have a conversation again about, don't get me Josh Allen in round one, no thanks, don't need that. But if just feel like the Bills have played all of these season-defining games week after week after week, the Eagles game didn't end well, the Chiefs game did. And now they're hosting the Cowboys on Sunday in a game to me that it is, it's an elimination game. It doesn't clinch anything for them. But if they lose Sunday, I'm not, even well, obviously mathematically they'll be in the hunt, but they're just not going to be in my head as true competition because what would be the proof that they could figure this out when it matters most? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So I've, between vacation and whatever, I've done this show enough that I have a routine when I'm, when I'm pretending to be Bill Ryder. And that routine, D-Cell, involves me getting off the subway two stops earlier than I normally would and walking the rest of the way on a nice morning like it is today. I've got some time. I like the fresh air. What a yeah. weirdo. I know. It gives me time to think about what we're going to do, how we're going to order the show, what should we start with. And it's a it's a beautiful neighborhood. We keep seeing celebrities between that train station and our building, so i got my head on a swivel looking around. It's cold outside, man. It's But it's cold. It's a good cold. It's, a, it's an invigorating cold. Get the blood flowing. Gets the brain working. You know, you guys tell me that I'm weird. You and Bill are weird, man. Because I choose to work to, to walk to and get, get some exercise. To get early on purpose and, get and some fresh air. in the cold? Yeah, that doesn't make me weird. Uh, it's it weird in my book. Yeah, I know. And I'm glad... I'm glad I don't want to be on the same page in your book. Whatever page you're on, I want to be on the opposite page. <laughs> so as I'm walking today, one of the things that I have self-diagnosed when I'm walking in, you know, kind of in like city settings, I think I'm a fast-ish walker. I'm not speed walking. You wouldn't look at me and go, "Why is that guy half running somewhere?" But like I'm walking with a purpose. But I also have got my earbuds in i'm listening to music again i'm looking is that ryan reynolds over there i saw megan rapino the other day like you know i'm just looking around who's that person whatever i walk past the gym i laugh at the guys who are like you know bench pressing 100 and whatever you know 200 pounds we get a guy in the big window so i got there's a lot going on couple my absent-mindedness mind and eye wandering with the fast walking and sometimes i walk myself into like a an awkward lack of distance with the person in front of me, right? And I got to, like, back off a little bit. I've even, like, crossed the street, just, like, cause I, whatever. I don't want to feel like a wheel, like, all of a sudden, like, I'm walking on your heels. So this morning, I'm walking down the street. I'm looking around, listening to music, and it's it's early enough that the street is empty-ish. So there is a woman probably my age or younger. She's of. 50 feet ahead of me, and then she's 40 feet and 30 feet and 20 because I'm just walking faster than her. So now I'm, like, in this weird gray area of I feel like I'm too close to any person, but I'm also, I am not in any way a threatening visual person. But, like, everyone's got their personal space, and I don't want to be, so I'm thinking, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to try to go around this woman. But on this, these Manhattan streets, between the big cutouts of like mini grass and dirt for the trees. Every restaurant now has an extension to it, an actual little like wind door kind of thing, or a real 
extension off the front for outdoor seating, whatever, all the remnants of COVID and whatever. There's, there's no longer two lanes of traffic. There's really just one, and it's a lot of zigzagging. So I keep trying to get past her, but then I'm blocked by something. So I have to, like, pull back again. So eventually I just cross the street to just alleviate the entire possibility of this lady going, who's this doofus behind me that is creeping up and then backing away? And one time she looked over her shoulder, which made me nervous that I was – so maybe I should just stay on the train like you do and just just come here head down and not get any exercise or some fresh air. This literally happened to me yesterday, leaving this building yesterday. You were being followed or you were the follower? I was the follower. Same situation, except I just didn't care. There was nowhere for me to go. There it is. It was a mom and her son. Yeah. Son was probably like seven or eight years old. He was the one who noticed me. He was the one who felt me. I didn't think I was too close. Apparently, I was. Mm. He made a comment to his mother. I didn't hear it because I had headphones in. Yeah. And then the mom turned and looked at me, and that's when I knew, okay, I got I got to go. Wow. And I crossed the street. Snitches get stitches. Yeah. Did you yeah. say that to him? I didn't say a word. A kid called you out. I think I would have fixed myself before a kid got involved, but that's the difference between you and I. Nick Costos wins your money when we come back. Writer than you, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 